0: Measure. So nice. I'd measure that at about an eight foot. Eight foot
1: wingspan. <laughs> <mean>. <laughs> it's taller than you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Kelly, you should just come. You should just be on the podcast now.
2: I know I'm here so often.
0: You're you're probably our most frequent guest. Frequent guest at this point. No, you are our most
1: frequent guest at yeah. this point. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. 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 It's like an honor. I, I'm I so like happy to be here.
0: you just pull up a chair every Thursday. <laughs> Commit a whole night you. of your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is we can't afford another would you be able to afford another microphone? I
1: mean how much do these calls? I mean it was
0: like about sixty.
1: Yeah. Oof. See
0: that's why you can't become a regular member. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I'd uh I was I was rubbing shoulders. Rubbing elbows? <laughs> yeah, I rubbed my out. leg against some celebrities <laughs> over the weekend. Did you rub your
1: legs?
0: <laughs> there was loads of leg rubbing going on. Um, I went to London this week uh, and I had the honour, the privilege, of seeing um Jeff Goldblum's jazz band perform live in London, saying it in a way where as if I'm telling you, you know. <laughs> I've heard this. Jeff Goldblum has a jazz band? But the people audience, and Danny hasn't heard it either. So, you know, telling the story of him. Um, So, went to the show. And it was like half... Half jazz concert. Half just an evening with Jeff Goldblum. That sounds amazing. He, I like When I went in, my friend went in before me. And then I followed... I went in shortly afterwards. And when I went in, it was just a quiet room and jeff Goldblum was just up on stage just just kind of talking to people in the crowd about nothing in particular um at one point when i halfway through the show so there was an interval um the band went for an interval but he didn't once again he just stayed to just have a chat i went to the bathroom and when i came back everyone was just singing christmas carols with jeff goldblum it was a very very bizarre night um so two amazing things happened first one uh there was a running gag throughout the show where his band manager kept bringing him um, bits of paper with, like, questions that he wanted to ask the audience. It was a lot of stuff to do with Cockney rhyming slang. Like, he was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Jeff Goldblum tries to understand Cockney rhyming slang? And so he did a few of those, and he kept handing them out. To, once he was done, he would hand the bits of paper to people in the front row, because he had the joke of, like, oh, you could sell this on eBay because Jeff Goldblum, you know, has given it to you. So... Touched a celebrity. Um, But the last one he did, he was like, I want to give some of the people further in the crowd a chance to get this one. So he crumpled it up in a ball, threw it in the audience. Guess who caught it? The tallest man in the room? This boy. (laughs) The tallest man in the room. Caught it one-handed. I was pretty proud of my catch. Jeff Goldblum, he looked right at me. Shot me the finger guns.
1: That's amazing. And
0: I died. (laughs) Also,
2: this happened on your birthday. This happened on my birthday as well,
0: yeah. Which was pretty amazing. And then there was another girl there whose birthday it was also apparently and she was trying to tell Jeff Goldblum about it and I was like, not before me, you fucking <laughs> like, it, like we knew it was each other's birthday. I'm like, if you get to him first, you got to tell him. You tell him that it's my birthday too. Include me in this. Um, But neither of us made it, so it didn't matter. Um, So after the show, we ended up going to this really fancy bar and we were drinking there for quite a while and as we were getting ready to wrap up, um, saw the drummer walk in, the drummer from the band, is okay. walking in. He's kind of just going about. Doesn't really. He's just kind of hanging out. Just drop my pen. So <laughs> <Saw the laughs> little pause <laughs> break. <laughs> Fill the air, daddy. Uh, it's fine. We're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 that was how I was filling the air. <laughs> um, so he's kind of wandering about. And we can see like some of the other band are outside as well. And so the drummer comes towards us, and I was like, not gonna let this opportunity pass. So uh, I was like, hey, man, we were at your show tonight. Bloody loved it. So great. And he's like, oh, thanks very much, guys. He was from California. Like, very strong accent. And he was like, oh, thanks very much, guys. That's so amazing. Where'd you guys come from? And we're like, Scotland. And he's like, oh, Scotland. Did that? that, that that's crazy. You guys came all the way from Scotland? I think he thinks Britain is like America. <laughs> and that it takes about 7,000 days to get from <laughs> one place to another. He doesn't know that it took me 45 minutes on a plane to get to London. Um... But he was like oh that's amazing and then he just casually just pulls up a chair next what, to he us just you? and he just joins us and we're like I guess we're hanging out with the drummer from the Jeff Goldblum band now and uh, about 10 minutes into that <clears throat> the band manager comes in to say something to the drummer and the drummer's just like oh I want you to meet these, these two guys they came all the way from Scotland to see the show and the band manager's like oh that's awesome also sits down so then we're just hanging out with jeff goldblum's band manager and jeff goldblum's drummer and it went on for like half an hour and you know in person felt like i was very calm cool collected in my head i was like ah! <laughs> um so it was pretty amazing and at one point he he was like i stood up and he was like oh wow Oh, you're crazy tall. Look how tall this guy is. How tall are you? And I was like, I'm six foot 60. He's like, Oh, I think that's just a little bit taller than Jeff. And I was like, You just call him Jeff. That's crazy. (laughs) Get him out. (laughs) 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 What magical combination of words do I have to say to get Jeff Goldblum here?
2: He's so near.
0: There were no. There was no combination of words. We didn't get a hangover. This story was not building up to, and then we hung out with Jeff Goldblum. And now we're going to get brunch on on Tuesday. Here he comes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hi,
0: Jeff, come in. Do you really think we would fill our guest spot with Michael (laughs) Kelly and Jeff
1: Goldblum was coming? I see how it is. I think if Jeff Goldblum came to the bar, <laughs> it would no longer be you hanging out with Jeff Goldblum as much as the whole bar would We'd be... Would be hanging out. Well, yeah, we that's... would be nice. jumping on him. I kind of yeah.
0: liked the way we had it, where we just hung out with the drummer and the band manager. And we got to meet... The, we went and met... Because their Uber came and picked them up. Um, and then the guitarist was there as well. And so we chatted to the guitarist for, like, five minutes as well. He was really cool. They were all just very nice people. They all seemed, like, genuinely up for, like, a chat. Hmm. Um... Not for meeting people.
2: Having the attention for once.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because yeah. we were oh like, oh, Jeff. you. Ge- we were like, you guys were on the Graham Norton show the other night, and they're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And I'm like, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but they just do it all the time. it's, yeah. their, it's their thing. Um, but yeah, that was the story about.
1: That's your your showbiz rubbing legs yeah. story. Yeah.
0: Uh, that was how I robbed Legs at the best. It's Goldblum, pretty cool.
1: Jeff Cobman just sounds amazing. <clears> he <throat> just like he like you he just seems like a genuinely enthusiastic person. Yeah, he
0: that was that was what I was said to when we watched it. Um he he seems genuinely to be like impressed by the people in his band and like when audience members say things to him and stuff, he seems genuinely interested mm. in it. It's not just like a bit. But the thing i was talking to with my friend was like i can't imagine jeff goldblum like how does he act when he's just on his own <laughs> like in his head is he still like I'm oh i'm gonna turn on the coffee machine <laughs> like all oh, his hands are gonna all... or is he just like just a normal dude like i can't imagine jeff goldblum just you know
2: i don't know i, re- I read this thing about him that was like it was a compilation of loads of different quotes from people who have hung out with him mm-hmm. and every one of them was just like bizarre and weird and who's never just normal yeah normal. Just like, but that's what I
0: mean it's like I can't imagine Even like what he's like on his own stuff. can you imagine yeah.
1: what he's like if his, his wife's not put the peanut butter lid back on and he's just <laughs> yeah. annoyed he's like, <laughs> he's like I would imagine that she would
0: walk in the room <laughs> and he'd have been in the kitchen for 20 minutes with his hands on his chin like that like staring at the peanut butter and he's like I'm wondering why and I've been trying to add it up in my head and I'm wondering why this has happened and I <laughs> imagine how bad you feel disappointing <laughs> <by> <laughs> <the jungle boom. laughs> disappointing disappointing Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is going to be his next jazz album.
1: Um, yeah, like to stay for his intervals. Like that's you don't no no celebrity um, like you don't have to. You shouldn't expect that from a celebrity, but the fact that he just does anyway. Yeah, It's yeah. pretty authentic. That's what re- it sounds like. Yeah, really it was pretty cool when
0: he was like when they all went for the interval and he was like, "I'm just going to stay and I'm just going to stay and hang out. Hope that's okay with everyone." Um, and, but then I felt back. So I was like, "I do really need to pee, though. Yeah. But I don't want to miss." This quality thing. gold plume time, gold bloom time, but I really did have to be. And then, like I so said, I walked back in and everyone was singing Christmas carols. And I was like, um, He had a bit where I can't remember how it came up, but during the show, he started asking people about um their national anthems. And so, like, people were singing because I think he wanted to know the English national anthem or something like that. And then. He was like, "Oh, if people know their national anthems, can you just could you like sing them?" And so people were putting up their hands, just singing national anthems. It was a bit weird. But um, when I was talking to the drummer and the manager, I was like, "I was like, oh, I really wanted to stick my hand up for the national anthem bit, but I thought it might cause some tension because our national anthem very (laughs) anti-English, and we're in a room full of English people, so it might not have gone down so well." But I don't even know the Scottish national anthem.
1: Flower of Scotland. The Send anthem? them homeward yeah. to think
0: again, mate. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: written by Nicholas Sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Alex> <laughs> <laughs> he was my MP. He oh, was, was my he? MP as well. Oh, good for you. I said it first, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's from Aberdeen.
1: Yeah, he's an Aberdeen boy. We have a we had a letter from him when he was our MP. Yeah, I won't, you, I won't bore you of why, but like it was, it was bizarre. Like you're just because no, uh, it just was have a <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't need to...
0: <laughs> the debate and Danny they Of like, well, I so mean, if they to want to hear it, push here, push
1: like... <laughs> 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 um, but like it was, it's weird because it was because he's he, he's he was an M, like MP as well as trying to sort out Scottish independence. So to deal with all this, yeah. It's also, it's really, the cool. first minister at this
2: time.
1: Yeah. Like for some trade you're a first minister and an MP at the same time, which mm. seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Couldn't just let someone else be <laughs> the MP <I> was <laughs> at all. and then still be the first minister. It's a multitasker really
0: he. Mm. Um just like We I've no segue. <laughs> just like Wilson <Austin> Wells. <laughs> he was
2: a well I mean He was a man of many hats. He
0: certainly was. He wore many of them. Several hats. Sometimes at once. <laughs> <laughs> Outside um, the box thinker, Danny you want to do the usual thing that you do and then we'll talk about the movie that what we're going to talk about today
1: what's up people at peopleton welcome to second opinion movie podcast I'm your host Danny with me Scott Morrison and also Michael Kelly yeah
0: we actually um we actually recorded this podcast back in uh, 1994 uh, but I've only just got around to editing it now <laughs> with the help of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning to walk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so we just watched um, The Other Side of the world. I feel like we sometimes talk about how sometimes we do films where, like, we're not 100% sure if anyone will actually listen to it, hmm. but we just watch it because we want to watch it. I feel like this might be one of them. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to care about it Because that I film. feel like no one. Like, no one in terms of the people who would be seeking out our podcast, I feel like, is going to care about this film. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's is definitely, it, it's like... It's
2: not like a weird, obscure
0: film. Yeah, and way. it's not like a terribly bad film. It's just got, like, a kind of interesting history, which I feel like we're going into this not knowing as much about as we should, because we haven't watched the documentary yet. <laughs> which um, looks
2: like it might be better than the film.
0: Yeah. But, so we just watched uh, The Other Side of the Wind... Um, which is an Orson Welles film that he directed back in 1976.
2: After like yeah, he started it then, but yeah, on it for like ten years. Yeah, or but that was
0: after what was it like? It was like after like a decade of n- nothing.
2: Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was very he, he was out of favor at that point.
0: Yeah, he
1: was very infamous for being hard <clears throat> to work with.
0: Yeah. Um. So, be- effectively. I guess a studio uh so it ended up in a bunch of legal kerfuffles uh where I think there was a lot of issue with like the rights and stuff and basically before anything got resolved Orson Welles died um and this film kind of just got this film that had been shot just got shelved and nothing happened with it until a movie studio recently <laughs> I'm trying to find all the details so that I can uh so that I can actually like uh, so in 2014, the rights were acquired by Royal Road, and the project was overseen by Bogdanovich and producer Frank Marshall. Um, <clears throat> and I guess through, like, probably like funding from Netflix, or either that or they've just released it. I think they just distributed, just re- it. distributed they, it. They picked it up. Um, they put the film together through a series. It tells you at the start of the film, didn't it? Through a series of, like, there was he kind of had a lot of he had the script and he had a bunch of yeah scene plans scene by scenes and plans mean. and things like that and they've kind of stitched together the film and this is what we've got yeah um so I guess try and do try and do the plot think, real quick
1: I think Danny should explain the plot. I think that Dan, because Danny, you
0: seem to have <laughs> you seem to have struggled
1: um I, <clears throat> it's it's a very bizarre style film so it like it's it does kind of um make it hard to follow um Mm. but the plot is i think
0: it's more that you're just there's a lot thrown at you yeah like there's a lot of information that you just have to pick up through the dialogue and every character talks so fast (laughs) and there's also there'll be three different conversations in Three different locations happening at the same time, mm. and the film's just jumping between them, and you're not really sure which one you're supposed to be aiming at, and you're you gonna do sh- between
2: like different types of film stock, like color, yeah, and <clears> throat> <and> throat> yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Every later. cut is like a dramatic cut,
1: yeah, um, which does like it kind of draws you out the conversations that they're having.
0: Um, but the basic premise, I guess, is a director called Jake, Or oh, what's his name, what Jake, was it, Hannerman? Jake Bann- Bannerman, Jake Bannerman, Hanuman? Barrowman.
2: John Barrowman?
0: Uh What was his name? Gosh, damn it. Jake Hannaford <coughs> um, has just got back from a stint in Europe. He's returned to Hollywood and has just directed this very out there, gratuitous, art. Ver- like art film, basically. Which is
1: called The Other Side of the Wind.
0: It's called The Other Side of the Wind. Um, and the film, I guess, takes place on the night, just after the filming is done, I think, and they're having a party and they're screening the movie. The filming yeah, isn't done. They're the trying film, to get funding. Oh, that was right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they had, four, he said, they had four days until they got <laughs> shut down. Hmm. I think yeah. it's the director's
2: birthday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and they're going to show a screening of this movie.
2: Um, they were. It was set up to try and get funding from this guy who ends up not coming to the party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. I feel like we were all doing a good collective job there. Yeah, just like the movie.
2: Yeah. And half the movie is just the movie that he's making. So, yeah. Which is completely Screened silent. out.
0: And it's also screened out of order as well. Yeah. 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 um movie has no plot. Yeah. It's just a,
2: a naked girl running around in it. Yeah. It
0: seems movie. like Orson Welles by that point in his life was just a horny fucking bastard. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, fucking... Horny he just went through like a list of actresses and he was like... Her, <laughs> bring her is to me. What, his it's partner? His wife, yeah, it? it's yeah. wife. Is it his wife? Yeah. Oh, there you go. well I mean, that's that's <laughs> nice, isn't it? <laughs> Let everyone see, <laughs> Let everyone see. <laughs> the, the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, all the whole film takes place at this part. The other half of the film takes place at this party, um, where they sort of everybody is supposed to come and celebrate his birthday, and he's going to show the film, um. But it's kind of, it felt like a kind of thing of, there's there's, there's clearly a lot of people who have opinions on this man, the director, a lot of people who don't like him, a lot of people who idolize him, and they've all kind of shown up at this party, and everyone just gets progressively drunker, (laughs) and that's like the plot yeah kind of isn't that yeah and,
2: and also the the main actor of the film that he's making had left halfway through the film yeah for some reason that... yeah which is like a big yeah. well, this
1: is also the party is also taking place before the guy dies because yes, the director yeah. dies on his birthday yes uh, on a car happens. driving away from the theater at the end um so driving it's... away from yeah. yeah so it's all leading to that there's a lot to there are, there are there's a lot of like strands that <laughs> mm. you have to kind of and it's not in order which does make it hard to sort of keep up with mm, yeah um I feel like I
0: wasn't I was really liking it and then for like a solid half hour i really wasn't liking it and then for the last like half hour I really liked it again
2: yep
1: what do you guys feel
2: I liked all the party stuff <clears> isn't like any of the the movie within the yeah. movie stuff. Yeah. Like I thought
0: like the points. movie within the movie stuff it I thought it breaks up the pace of the movie way too much. Yeah. Like I think if you trimmed a lot of that down you cuz it's a 2 hour movie. Yeah. I think maybe when they were re you know when they were piecing it together they could have been like, like ah. maybe we can just like trim some of this down a little bit maybe. Hmm. Um cuz it did feel very
2: I don't see what it added to the... Yeah, because
1: it's mm. supposed to be... It feels like it's supposed to be over-grotesque, especially in like its sexuality. But you, you could have put that across in a lot less time. Mm. You didn't have to show basically the whole movie within a movie uh, to show just how over-the-top sexual mm. it was.
0: Do you think there's an element at all of because they filmed it and Cause it's it's cause Orson, Orson. Welles and yeah like there's a sense of well this is the kind of last of Orson Welles that we're getting so we should showcase as much of it as possible
1: I guess if because you're <clears> not making this film for it to be like a good film you're making it as almost a it's like a historical yeah, a yeah, historical importance so if Orson Welles had decided that's the way the film should be with all of this prolonged grotesque movie with um uh, movie and with a movie erotica then I guess you would make it that way because otherwise you're editing Orson Welles and that's not the point of showing it yeah the point of showing it is to show Orson Wells' last film as he wanted it to be yeah
0: yeah. As close to that as they think, I
1: don't mind. Yeah. yeah, as close as possible, but then obviously without editing it down. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's it's also, so, it's kind of narrated at the start by Peter Bogdanovich, who's also in it as the young guy. Brooks yeah. And he was, like, in real life, he was um, Orson Welles' kind of protege. So is he the
0: young guy with, like, the mullet and the glasses? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, and he basically learned filmmaking from Orson Welles, and he made a bunch, like, he made some of my favourite films. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess he would have known Orson Welles of what he wanted mm-hmm. more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. As a so, yeah, as a director, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he would have understood it a bit more.
1: But then there's also a chance that, with it being so long, Orson Welles might have watched it, the final edit, and, and like, then cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> cut that out. <down. laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that would be a bit tricky to
2: to decide. Yeah. you specifically want. I was wondering because it's I th- I thought it was really well edited, but very smoothly edited, and probably had been edited like digitally yeah so if it had been edited on film it would have been completely different like, yeah there's no way it would have been so rapid it's so
0: rapid so, mm. it's it, like i said you just you, sometimes i just didn't know what i was supposed to be aiming at in terms of like where's my attention meant to yeah. be like like mm. you're having, i'm having to focus on three different conversations at once all with information that is relevant in some way you yeah. would you know what i mean
2: and it does it doesn't like set up anything any kind of geography like there's a conversation between two people, and then suddenly there's a third person there, and it's like, where did you yeah. come from? Yeah,
1: it's quite close-ups. Everything's almost yeah, a, almost yeah, everything's yeah. a close-up. So
2: you don't really yeah get a sense of where you are in every scene. It's like they piece it together. It's kind of interesting because the movie within the movie is incomplete, and then obviously this movie's incomplete because he died before mm-hmm. they didn't finish it. So it's like they stitch together this movie out of a bunch of incomplete stuff. Yeah, and the other movies like that as well.
0: I never thought of it like that.
2: Yeah, yeah I thought it was quite like meta. meta. Yeah. yeah. ooh. Yeah.
0: Ooh. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: it's interesting you say that. Like he, like it wouldn't have been edited that way in film because there's almost like a, um, what you, what would you call it? It's fitting that then it would have had to wait to wait so long for the technology to catch up with what Orson like Welles wanted. Mm, yeah.
2: I mean, it, some of his other films like, um, The Lady of was it the lady from shanghai or lady of shanghai it's kind of like that it's really jumpy Mm. and f for fake is kind of like that but because it's film it's like clunky yeah whereas this even though it was jumpy it felt really smooth like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like rough
0: yeah there's nothing like before we started watching it we we were kind of like there's a good chance this is going to be a mess yeah and it's not really
1: well, it's almost deliberately a mess mm. like it, it, it's it, chaotic it's, yeah, it's yeah chaotic that was But that's kind of like, 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 like yeah. what you
0: were saying it's like yeah. the the editing is chaotic but it's it's smooth like it's yeah. not i think there's no smooth. i don't feel like there's i don't get the sense that it's a film that's been waiting in a on a shelf for no you know yeah. 30 40 years like not at like all big holes in it. yeah 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 like i didn't get a sense of that at all it felt quite modern at times and i thought like some the most interesting well one of the interesting things about it was like it is just kind of looking into this time capsule of because you know it was just it's set in the present day when it was made so it's just this little time capsule into you know late 1970 um yeah
2: because they make a little joke about like Ronald reagan and stuff yeah yeah and you're
0: like at the time this yeah these things would have been topical yeah Yeah, like um and I think, you know, it's funny now to be like, ho-ho, like, we all know what happened there. But it's kind of interesting to hear, like, a joke like that made yeah. in the sense that they didn't know that that was going to happen, like, that, you know, Ronald Reagan was going to become president and things like that. Um,
2: There's a little bit where they talk about the French New Wave cinema, and I think he's kind of implied that he doesn't like it. Yeah. He talks about Antonioni and stuff, and it's, like, it's weird because at that time they would have been, like, a big deal, and now it's just kind of like, oh, you're making fun of some of the most important filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like a little time capsule Mm.
0: it was really fascinating um even just the like you you know you're looking at the the the, uh, granted obviously there was an element of costume design but looking at it and you're like that's just
2: the past it's just yeah like (laughs) it's 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 pretty cool yeah and then having john houston in it is kind of cool as well it's like this towering kind of figure that is probably equal to orson wells and like character he's yeah sort of, like, bold and john mean, houston's he's the, the main, main character he was
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah i i loved him in this he reminded me of like i felt like he should be playing uh like some sort of cuban warlord or something <laughs> like he's got that like with like the big cigars yeah. and the like you should you can picture him like a green jumpsuit or something on the front page on the
2: front cover of his like face is so wine yeah
1: <laughs> i thought the format of this film was really really weird like it's like a mockumentary yeah, like, it's um, this director is so admired that he's being followed around by all of
2: these film students mm-hmm.
1: with cameras, and the whole film is supposed to be the bits
2: from those cameras. Yeah, just even though some of them are just like clear shot reverse shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's that's... kind of got
1: that Arrested Development vibe. <clears throat> yeah. where sometimes yeah. it matters, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. doesn't. Um, but there's a lot of mockumentaries be, yeah. have that. Like the, the Office does it all
0: the time, where you're like, "There's no way they've got." three cameras in this like storage cupboard that these two people are having a secret conversation (laughs) in like you know
2: but they never show the cameras in most yeah that's true yeah everywhere i
0: loved the moments where they referenced the the cat like i can't remember what it was he said but there was somebody was like we're being filmed look there's one there and there's one there and they're like (laughs) up in
2: the hills (laughs) they had that big secret conversation was like make sure no one's recording this it's like there's cameras everywhere (laughs)
1: It's uh, it just it's kind of weird to see a mockumentary where I can't imagine. I can't think of many mockumentaries that were around at that point. I think when he was making it. Yeah, when it. he was making it. Yeah. So it's like it's quite bizarre that that's that's the format he's chosen.
0: Hmm. It's mockumentary, but it's not. Yeah, it doesn't go so far as to have like Talking Heads or anything. No, like it doesn't that. have
1: like, Talking Heads. What, but, like yeah.
2: two bits where they address. Because there's a bit where when he's interviewing that teacher, he like turns the camera and he's like, "Oh, film's out," and then he winks at the camera.
1: And yeah, then, I remember that. Yeah, and
2: then there's a bit where Peter Bogdanovich makes like a little side to the camera, and that's the yeah, 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 times, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: um, which is it's um, it's bizarre because it's almost like it, this is a, a format that's been like used a lot now, and now you have tropes of it and stuff. And it's weird when you're watching this film how many some of those tropes you can see, but also like because of the awareness and uh, showing other cameras that how it's very clear that he's not obviously he's not obviously basing it off of like The Office and stuff. It's like. it's like its own
2: thing yeah it's its own
1: thing it's like his own take like a very original fresh take on the mockumentary because it happened before it was so popular Mm -hmm. it was just kind of bizarre to watch that sort of like a like a genre before a genre yeah
2: it's funny though because when he started out with like Citizen Kane it's just what you would think of now as like a very classic film I was
1: thinking that when I was yeah
0: Yeah. when I was watching that was like I can't believe that yeah because I I've not actually seen Citizen Kane (laughs) oh it had to come up sooner or later but i've seen enough <laughs> and it's like yeah it, it amazed me that someone who made something that was that obviously it's it it changed a lot of the way films you know for the way f- kind of stories were told visually but like something that was a very classic yeah looking was, film It was
1: case theatrical because he like orson welles is is well he was a right, he's yeah. a, he a theater background that's where um he started so it's almost weird to see like this film which is very the opposite of theater, yeah. <laughs> like the um, and also, um, in Citizen Kane, you can see that it's it, Citizen Kane has got these fucking amazing moments where he uses film to his advantage, but you can still see there's a lot of theater, there's a lot mm-hmm. of even just one shots where the action is playing out in different levels and stuff like that. Um, but it's just one shot as if it was on a theater, mm-hmm. so it's just it's really interesting to see that this one is really embracing film yeah. as its own medium,
2: yeah. but it's like it's like instead of starting out with the experimental films he's gone the other way yeah like he started with his masterpiece and then every film was kind of progressively less and less mm. like well made
0: do you I think know? there was an element of because i don't know much about orson wells was do you think there's an element of because obviously this film is about a like director autobiography and kind of people's reactions to that director like do you think there is a yeah there must be of,
2: it, it, we watched the trailer for the documentary about it and he says that it's not and then someone's like oh yeah sure because it's like the character that he plays in this is so much like him. yeah mm. and even down to the fact that he's got peter bogdanovich playing his like he calls him his apostle it's like, yeah it's just him mm. <laughs> and he's like a director who's kind of out of he's like just so well renowned that people turn mm. him into this like godlike figure
0: because it seemed like he had a lot of you know the kind of the jokes with the the sh- the student film crew who are interviewing him and asking him these ridiculously pretentious questions, and he's yeah. just getting annoyed at them. And um, you know, like you said, he was notoriously hard to work with. Like in this film, you have an actor walk off set because yeah. of the re- the way he's mm. treating him on set, um, and things like that. And the way you know, there's a lot of people who talk to him as if he's some kind of god-like figure. And so I just wondered if there was any. I would be curious.
2: What the actual real life? Yeah, yeah,
0: like how much of himself is in that? It seems like it must be a, like as a film director. You surely don't make a film about a film director, yeah, <laughs> without it
1: being some but sort
0: of yeah, yeah. They yeah. Also,
2: cast like John Huston was a huge film director. Like, <clears> he throat> <started> throat> some of those like the biggest films ever. It's like he cast another huge film director. It must be like yeah, yeah. Even though he says it's not.
0: Yeah, but of course, you would say that. Yeah, you? you're
2: not gonna be like, yeah, it's just, a, it's just me. <laughs> in the trailer, it's he just a, oh, it's awesome. a funny idea I had. <laughs> in that trailer
1: for the documentary, he does say this film is not entirely fictional. Yeah, there's a line like that. It says something. Yeah. He suggests that it's not entirely fictional.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm so curious to watch the documentary. Yeah, I'm I, almost
1: like I feel like this would almost be so much
0: more interesting if we had watched <laughs> the documentary and like and the film and then talked about both. But who's got? It's got, time it's got the time. Films and and hindsight is everything, isn't it?
2: Is yes. Is it's
0: good. Good, good thing we shot. We recorded this back in 1994. <laughs> We've got 20 years. Yeah. To <laughs> um, we set ourselves an odd deadline of <laughs> December <laughs> 2018. <laughs> all the way back. Uh,
2: I was thinking during it that I don't know if maybe I'm just reading into it too much. Did you think that? The director was in love with the actor
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, because they keep they keep seeming they keep implying that he has some sort of at least like affection for men or like in the way that they talk about how he loves men more than he loves women Uh and the only reason he gets with women is to get closer to their men men. yeah and like have control over their men he seems to have like a, or at least people seem to imply that he has like a a fascination with men
2: and he makes movies he makes these movie stars out of men but never out of women yeah yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. and there's also that whole scene with the the secondary school teacher yeah uh, where he's like just drops a very bad word
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the second half of this movie gets like I know it was the 70s (laughs) so like the second half of this movie gets like pretty offensive like it's women getting
2: hit um, two midgets, two just, like, midgets, like causing mischief and like yeah, <laughs> just, like little <laughs> elves or something. There's like so many. There's, like a racist Italian joke. Yeah, the, there's yeah. a racist yeah.
0: Italian yeah. joke. He, he does like the spicy meatball like yeah. thing and stuff. I was like, man, the last half hour of this film just like. <laughs> <do> <get..." laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah,
2: and there's also the scene, the scene in the during the film where the reason the the actor runs off is because he he's like making fun of the fact that he can't like yeah. up for the actress uh-huh. so I assume the actor is gay as well
0: yeah I would assume so yeah
2: that makes sense yeah. so
0: it's like because the actor is gay is there an element that like it doesn't matter if he gets with the woman now because but then they have a conversation halfway through the film about wasn't it there was a conversation where it was like gay men are the only men who like all women they like all women yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot there's so many like, like strands of conversation yeah, to like yeah, try yeah. and remember because I'm sure it's all I'm sure all of it's 100% relevant
2: see now that like, when I was watching it I was like this is just a lot of stuff but now that we're talking about it I'm like there's actually quite a lot of interesting things mm.
1: it almost like think that you should re-watch it knowing what happens at the end and seeing how much of it links yeah like it wouldn't and I feel like the second view in this film might connect more it's hmm. like an
2: Edgar Wright film you keep watching it and it's like oh yeah
1: he was yeah Orson Welles said he was inspired by Edgar, by Edgar Wright, Wright? Yeah. <laughs> I just loved Hot Fuzz <laughs> that's why this needs to be released after Hot Fuzz
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that all makes sense Orson <laughs> <laughs> awesome Welles also a time traveller
2: man of many hats <laughs> many times
0: <laughs> Um,
2: when you were watching it do you enjoy watching it? Were you like, oh, I, just...
0: I, like I said, I really, for the first, all the stuff on the lead up to the party, I was loving. Like, and the and even stuff. though it was quite, it was hard to keep up with. After a few minutes, I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. We're like, you, that was why I put the subtitles on. Cause I was like, you're really going to have to listen to yeah, what everybody's yeah. saying. Cause everyone's just talking at fucking lightning so fast. speed. Yeah. Just being, yeah, being right thrown out. Right. Well, cause for the first kind of five minutes, they keep talking about, I keep forgetting his second name
2: yeah Haberford Haberford it was
0: Haberford wasn't it no I'll show you Hannaford. Hannaford they keep saying Mr. Hannaford but then there's other people who in other scenes who keep saying Jake
2: and I was like I thought Jake was the young guy at first yeah
0: yeah yeah I thought like at one point I thought Jake was the guy that they're trying to sell the movie to Oh, yeah. Or that we just hadn't seen Jake at all yet. But then they refer to the guy they're selling the movie to as Max. And then I was like, oh, I'm getting... Yeah. And then it was Mr. Hannaford, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to Wikipedia the cast list, and I'm just going to confirm. And I was like, I can't confirm that Jake and Mr. Hannaford are the same person. I could now calmly enjoy the <laughs> movie. Um, so, like, I enjoyed that, and, like, all this stuff. Like, just the kind of... the The, like, the kind of farcical nature that like stuff develops in the opening half, like where it one group of people they get they have they drive to the party on a bus that's full of dummies. like dummies of the lead actor because the lead actor is not coming to the party, so people thought it'd be funny to bring all these dummies. So they are on this bus, uh, and then you've got this group of like film students who are interviewing the director. In a moving car that he's like drinking while driving, <laughs> and one of the guys like hanging off the back of the car, like trying to interview him. And I was like, This is really like cool and crazy. And then I think when it got to the party stuff, I was like, Right, this is this is getting hard to keep up with now. Like, there's so many especially when they start talking about religion and God, and I was like, and yeah, this is, him to God well. this is getting like I'm like really having it and then I feel like the when they play like a good 15 minutes of that of the film like the mm. film that he's made that really took the wind out of my sails and I was like this okay like yeah. it's 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 losing me and then it kind of like gradually got me back on board to where when it gets to the end and everyone's kind of just drunk and saying what's on their mind and there's midgets shooting fireworks, fireworks. off the roof and stuff I was like okay this has got me back again like I'm, I'm into this so when he's uh jack Hanniford is or jake Hanniford's like sh- shooting, shooting the dummy. yeah he's like like um reminded me a lot of like mad men when did you guys watch mad men
2: only the first yes. no
0: it's like when the when his wife goes out with the bb gun and she's just like sh- shooting this that her neighbor's uh pigeons like, it's like, <laughs> like it kind of reminded me of that it's like someone kind of snapping a little bit but also has a gun <laughs>
2: orson Welles is also a big fan of mad men <clears throat> yeah of course he was yeah. he watched it on Netflix because if
0: you're going to come to any time you should come to this time when TV's just at its best <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you want to know what the 60s were really like come to the Netflix. watch <laughs> a TV <laughs> show about the 60s <laughs> Um, yeah like did you enjoy watching it? I think I had
2: the, basically the same same process. I just,
1: yeah, it's like, it's really, really cool. It's just that sort of conversation style that he goes for is hard to keep up with for yeah. two hours. And I think you do get halfway through the film, you get a bit fatigued yeah. like, by trying to keep up with uh, everybody speaking at each other in different scenes and different ways and different um, shades of color. That's it. It's it's literally just a
0: thing of you, I think there's, there's just an element of, you just have to be turned on mm. for the whole two hours. Like there is no breathing room really. Yeah, it doesn't Aside down. from maybe that,
2: that kind of 15 minute. Where you could just walk out and come back, and where work. you could,
0: and would yeah. miss nothing. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's probably some like interesting subtext to that that we're just not getting. Yeah, to, but, I'm sure
0: there is. Yeah, but in terms of a like a
2: a, film a viewer's view. like yeah.
0: point of view, yeah, I, that it, I did find that bit when we paused it when you went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, for forty <laughs> minutes still to go," but then that ended up kind of being. I thought like the best for minutes yeah, yeah. of the film so yeah um, so it was good it was good kind of like because I was really worried that we were going to come away from it and be very negative yeah. so it was kind of good when we got to the end of it and I was like I actually feel really positive yeah. about that movie yeah, yeah. Hmm. did you enjoy it Danny?
1: I did enjoy it yeah, yeah. alright oh, alright well <laughs> so
0: can we get that on the the Netflix reviews like
1: Hi. I did enjoy it dot 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 yeah <laughs>
0: Danny Jones' second opinion. Our first ever. It wouldn't be on the DVD, would it? It'll be, on it'll little...
2: be released on. It'll be on. Do they have that quotes on Netflix? They're yeah,
0: on they're Netflix probably on the trailers. Movies. Tell you what, I'm getting bloody sick of with Netflix. Let's have a little side thingy. When you finish a movie, right?
2: And the credits go up in the, the corner. Credits
0: come up, and then it's like you have like 20 seconds to stop the next thing from playing like like the next trailer or something (laughs) and it's like can you netflix can you not just give me two fucking minutes to just kind of like take in the experience i've just had before you're already trying to just shove the next thing in my face like just let that like wash over me and just
2: cut it will go to the credits and it will just happen instantly yeah fuck you just like, ru- like you just yeah, the that's it. It's like the you
0: just—that's it. The impact of the end of the film is totally ruined. Like we finished Buster Scruggs the other day, and it's just like you don't get a second for the ending to kind of wash over uh, you. Yeah. It's, it's just—it's like just immediate. Highly
1: different thing as well. Yeah, like I, I can't even remember, remember what it was for. But it was yes. like nothing to you—not even in the remote realms of a Coen Brothers film. Was it trying to then? It's like a sort of Fahrenheit 451 of us trying to cram the next. Like, don't think for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, that, really, that is kind of The next of it, bit yeah. of entertainment's coming. We promise you. It's Like, don't, don't, oh, you gotta keep the next distraction. Let's uh, move it along. You move might along. think about the inevitability again.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can watch Altered Carbon instead. You're gonna have,
2: <laughs> you can live forever through Altered Carbon. Yeah,
0: I just like, I hate it. Mm. I'm getting really, I just, I'm really getting sick of it. Do and especially an since, to turn it off? I don't think there don't is. Think so. They wouldn't Netflix allow that because they a want lot of you, options, yeah, it? they mm. want you like.
2: It's even like when you log in, you're just like, I'm going to go back to the last thing I watched. You have to scroll all the way down. It's like, why is it not always in the same place? It amazes me.
0: They've gotten so bad. We're just bashing Netflix now. (laughs) They've gotten so bad at showcasing, like, the new stuff that's out. Like, there's so much stuff that cut. Like, the outlocking, I had to, like, search Search for that. Like, go in to the search thing and type it in. Because it didn't come up on the homepage on the day it came out. And this is meant to be, like, one of their huge, big-budget films of the year that they're pushing And like they just don't don't seem to give a fuck. Like I didn't even know that Daredevil season three was out until (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Like it's been out for like it's been out for weeks. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. And I yeah no idea. Like it just because it's just in amongst this
1: sea of other shit. Yeah. Um. heard about their controversy about um Taylor and posters? What's that? Well, there's this. It was specifically this film which I watched earlier this year. Wasn't that great? What was it? It was uh, it had Kelsey Grammer and. Oh, I know what one you're on about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called now. Like Father or something yeah. like that. Um, you watched that? Does that not have the Kristen Bell in it? Yeah. Yes. Is it good? Uh, it was okay. It was very sort of generic, middle. Yeah, that's it. That's why I didn't daughter. watch it because. Well, it I like. I like- Kristen Bell and I like Kelsey I like Grammer.
0: generic middle of the road things.
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I did not like this. Like <laughs> it's was too experimental and good. <laughs> good. I need it to be slightly more average. Um, But it, it was... it was. I, I like the, both the main people in it. So I was like, "That's uh, I'd really like to see it. Maybe it'll turn out to be good. It was all right. It was just middle of the road. But there's this whole thing about um, when it comes up on your Netflix that it gives you like a picture to uh-huh. advertise oh, yeah. it. And there was this thing where um, if... Um, if you were black it was more likely to come up with the two supporting black characters in the picture who have very little screen time so it's kind of profiling like it uh, which i always thought because sometimes when you look through the netflix catalog the image that comes up to promote that film you're like that's a very random image it doesn't seem to be like it's not one of like the main character or the main setting it seems to be some sort of obscure thing
2: it could be like if you watch say you watch three movies that have like an actor in it and then you're scrolling, you will start to see his face all the, like on all the posters because if he's in those films, they'll push that towards It'll you. Just like, push oh, that guy. This, this guy really loves Channing Tatum, so we'll just put Channing Tatum everywhere. In in GI <laughs> Joe two, yeah, raising <laughs> it for two seconds. The fucking yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, the algorithm, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: like you're very much being manipulated. Yeah, it's kind of it's creepy. Facebook already does that. Do we need? Do we need Netflix? I now? think
0: it's become such a like the whole death of the the like the video store, like blockbuster and stuff, is such a shame, I think, because like Netflix and stuff, in terms of their like what we were just talking about, in terms of the stuff they want you to watch, they just want you it's like you like this thing, you'll definitely like this probably very similar thing yeah. with these same actors and stuff. And you're just constantly getting pushed the same shit. And it's like you're missing a whole world of movies and TV shows, or most of you know movies like are that are out there because like when, when I used to work at Blockbuster Shameful plug. Uh I went down <laughs> went down with that ship. <laughs> um when I of a company that does I know existing. yeah I know I was thinking that it was a bad choice of words. Um <laughs> just still grieving in those royalties somehow. Um yeah when I used to work there like we used to have like a group of regulars that would come in and you kinda knew like you kinda knew in like generally what they were into but like, you knew how far you could like push it, and be like, "Well, I'd recommend like this you thing," want or like, "Yeah, like some weird shit." Yeah, like weird <laughs> shit. yeah. and it's like,
2: I think it it's the a curtain room in the back.
0: <laughs> I think it's a it's a shame because like, we we see a lot of stuff because we're interested in films yeah, in that capacity. Yeah, like we seek stuff out. But like, for like just the casual viewer, you're just gonna end up just watching the same fucking bullshit like mm. all the time, and it's so boring. Yeah. Like, I don't know there's so much. Film can be such like a there's a wonderful world out there of all different bloody flavors. Yeah, and you got to stop just going for the,
2: the one you've had a hundred
0: times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: it's kind of a shame. I feel like I'm not one. Of, I'm not like um, Christopher Nolan, who's like everything used to be in the cinema and shot on film. Yeah, but I do. Kind of. It makes me sad that cinema is like changing no. into this. I
0: mean, I think it's brilliant that like if Netflix can make things like that happen yeah like where we cool. get yeah we're but like they've just given this film a, a place to be yeah. seen yeah but it's it. I guess it's that thing of if they put it in the cinema no one would fucking
2: yeah, go see it sucks Yeah, it. But like it sucks that like the Coen brothers and Martin Scorsese have to release their movies on Netflix because mm no one's gonna go pay to see them yeah i would have liked to have seen buster
1: scrubs Scrubs on the big screen it would it's a shame that you like just have to settle with your tv yeah
0: because it's it's always like oh there's limited theatrical runs it's like yeah in america like we're not gonna get it yeah we've got five soon to be no what is it we've got one two three it's gonna be seven we've got like yeah we're about to have seven cinemas in glasgow alone and like not one of them could show yeah. like a couple of screens or, of Buster Scruggs. If or they or, decide
2: to show a film that you want to see, <clears> they show it like two in the afternoon. And yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. You can't see them. That's yeah. been a big
0: frustration it's recently. Like, yeah. definitely, um, yeah, it is irritating. We got the Outlaw. We got a few screens of the Outlaw King because yeah, it's Scottish. It's <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we had like there was like a five day run of that and at the GFT. And stuff, um, but it is it is weird to think that. Well, watching the new Corn Brothers movie, like it was still great because you're just you're watching a Corn Brothers movie like regardless but it was weird was that it wasn't like movie. an event yeah, yeah like you just it's watched it it's almost
1: like a, a Corn Brothers film you'd missed from earlier like yeah. oh did you know they yeah, that was the Scrubs one. film they did like 10 years ago oh you should watch it it's like it's definitely oh, it's on a Netflix. yeah it's on <laughs> Netflix so let's have a let's have a little uh let's have a little look at it it's it's not as mm. it's not as grand as you're used to sort of directors like that releasing
2: yeah, like even when hail caesar came out i remember it was quite a big deal yeah yeah premiered i think it was on edinburgh film festival and then it was like oh we're going to see a Brothers film and we all yeah there was like a huge it. group of us went yeah. to see it
0: because we we're all buzzing yeah. yeah
2: and now it's just like oh yeah let's watch this
0: we watched it like hungover. yeah <laughs> like in like as i stayed at danny's i stayed in danny's sofa that night and we just watched it like hung over in his living room on like yeah like last friday morning and it's yeah
2: i watched this i never do this because it's an anthology thing i watched three of them and i was really tired so i went to sleep and then finished the the other day i watched that's fine there's
0: yeah yeah. there's not
2: they're not too connected yeah no i read i read this really um because i I watched it i really liked it but i was like i'm not smart enough to really understand what is it all about Mm. and i read a really interesting breakdown of it that it's all just about different Kind of interpretations of death in it. Mm. and um, yeah, yeah it was about I kind of,
1: m- mortality,
2: which
0: is why I really one. yeah well, I was get, gonna say are we just are we doing Buster Scruggs Have
1: We just moved on.
0: <laughs> Am I gonna have to put like slash Buster <laughs> Scruggs like of Buster? Like yeah. I was, I was, I because of that, I kind of gathered that was what it was, and because of that, I really didn't like the last one because I thought it was way too on the nose because they. Pretty much outright say we're on a carriage that's it's taking, taking you to it. the afterlife. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. don't
1: get it then. There's like a stairway with like white light at the top. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. and
0: I like really hated that. That was the last one because it let like I still loved the film, but like that I really didn't like that one, and it really left like a bad taste. Where I was like, did I actually enjoy that as much? As I think I, I did, and then I've like thought about it a lot since then, and I I do, but I really just. I feel like either that one should have been earlier or that one shouldn't have been in it at all. I don't yeah. think.
2: I feel I... like it was probably the worst of them all. Yeah. But the thing that I read was about, it's about how, um, so in the first one, you've got this like happy go lucky guy and he's just murdering people and you're like, that's yeah. fine because he's happy and he's singing and he's dancing yeah. and it's like, there's a, there's like a morality of death because he's the hero. It's fine. And then the, the last one, it's just a bunch of different people arguing about different kind of moralities around death mm. and even though the story of that's kind of on the nose it's like oh they're going to the afterlife whatever what they're talking about is kind of like interesting yeah i guess so i would say that i yeah i do think it's the least interesting one mm. but reading that made the whole thing seem very like cohesive to me it's mm. like, oh yeah it actually feels like a film rather than just like a bunch of short just films. a bunch
0: of short films yeah. yeah the the ballad of buster scruggs the, the first short film one. i would watch a whole Seventy of hours of
1: that, like hundred uh, <laughs> percent. I love. No, <laughs> I was like, seventy Netflix hours. Netflix original TV show.
0: I'd watch the hell out of it. It was fun. genuinely. Uh, it I fun. watching that when that first one was on. I was like, this is, like, we're ten minutes in. This Sold. is this is my film of the year, hands down. And then, like, kind of as it went on, I was like, yeah, this is still really good. But like, it's I don't feel like it reached the heights of the yeah. first one. But I think it's just because of this insane juxtaposition like you were saying of the very happy man with the just because inc- i wasn't expecting it to be a violent film
1: yeah no, so when that first kind of person gets killed you're your like face. oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that first one turns into a looney tune cartoon at the end where he's yeah. like yeah. you to heaven whole playing a heart yeah. <laughs> and then it gets so morbid after that um I yeah that one, i, I
0: mean it's good that like I mean, it's good that you know filmmaker. Like, if they have to go to Netflix, like at least the Coen Brothers are still making good yeah, shit. I'm big, sure Martin yeah. Scorsese's one will be at least like it. There, it will at least be interesting. I yeah. would think. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, at
2: least they're still getting to make films and not just being completely forgotten. That's
0: about. it. Like, if this, I mean, to be fair, like sometimes I wonder if maybe the reason Netflix puts out a lot of bad movies is be- is because they're such like you can just do whatever the fuck Gamblers. you want. Gamblers. They're
1: like gang- they'll take a risk um, on something.
0: But I, I would rather, like as I said to you, like body. I would, mu- I would much rather watch, uh, like, Hold the Dark, which I'm not like a huge fan of, but I would much rather watch Hold the Dark like a hundred times before I'd watch that Jared Butler movie where he like fights a submarine or, yeah, you know, like some of the absolute fucking drivel just, that is coming out in the yeah. cinema now. Like, I'd hundred percent rather sit and watch something that doesn't hundred percent work, but is. Interesting. Take a risk. Yeah. Right? Films are trying to save Because something. I think we we said it just in person a few weeks ago where it's like we we weren't really like huge hold the dark fans but like we talked. It was about like it yeah, it was like it was like 3 weeks later and we were still having conversations yeah. about it because there was a lot to talk about.
1: I feel like Netflix it's it's like this big streaming service right now but it's not long before it's going to become like the underdog you root for when Disney releases theirs. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. um, i I is kind of scared to think I think Netflix will survive because it's a nice alternative to f- the franchise heavy stuff Disney's probably going to rely on but he, if Disney like fucking drowns Netflix when it comes yeah. out next year that'll be it will we'll start missing are <laughs> you going to get are you going to get their
0: streaming service I don't, know. That feels weird. I don't
1: I don't think I like I see when I was
0: reading about what is it the 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 Bob, Joe, it's Boba. Look, it's Boba Fett. Oh, the, oh, movie, the movie, the TV, the TV, TV show, Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. Like, I was like, I, I, or and then there's the what the the one about Cassius the guy andor. Cassie andor. My, yeah. I just don't what? give a fuck. Yeah. And I, am not gonna sit and watch TV shows about this way, no. There's way so much like unique interest in TV out there. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like have my TV be just st- Star more Wars, Star Wars yeah. and more Marvel and uh-huh. more like bullshit. Mm. Like when there's so much more.
2: Yeah, there's a whole, it's like a whole world of film and TV. Yeah, and that's interesting it. Interesting the,
0: the, this whole monopoly there. that they're trying to build. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't... That's why it's scary. That, yeah.
2: Like, it's because they. sad. I think it's really sad.
1: Because if they take over Fox as well, that's a fuck ton of
2: stuff they can put on their streaming service. Yeah. Like a bunch of movies Apparently that. Apparently they don't have the rights to stream Star Wars until like, 2023? Really? The
0: original Star Wars? Do you think that's when they're going to drop these? I just want the... The best thing that would come of this shit is if they just fucking find a way to put the original versions out. Like the OG. Yeah. Just put those out so I can actually watch Star Wars and not Star Wars,
1: but it's got like a
0: ton of extra shit.
1: (laughs) can't be that hard because there are dvds with the original yeah there. but
0: they're like shitty like yeah, but like ports that means and stuff yeah like, it means it really can't hard be hard for there. disney
1: to be able to just release yeah. the original i have
0: no idea anyway we really moved off of talking <laughs> about the other side of the wind did anyone have anything else they wanted to say about it
1: i'm glad it exists so am i like yeah. it's really interesting and i'm like, really like looking forward to the documentary yeah
0: same i'm really fascinated well i feel like part of me wants to re-watch the documentary and then give a little bit of time and then try and like watch the movie again and hmm. see
2: how if how that yeah like how i feel about it yeah like I,
0: like I, about I like it but th- this happens a lot i think because we watched when we watched true Stories the david byrne film, yeah and we kind of after the film was done we we're like yeah that's cool and once we were done talking about it on the podcast, we were both like buzzing about it. The
1: true true stories has that same thing where it's like it almost feels a bit random when you're watching it, yeah. And then as you're sitting talking about it, you're starting to piece it together, and you're like, oh, hang on, it, hang on a second. They, hey, give they it knew what go. they were doing. They had a they had a clue or two. Let's take
0: a bloody <laughs> step back here for just a mo. Um, yeah i'm i'm glad we i'm glad we watched it, and I hope someone out there is listening. <laughs> um but I guess we'll just wrap up there <laughs> Yeah. if you um, want
1: to get in touch with us um, you can get us at Second Opinion and um, that's Second Wither 2 on Twitter or Facebook
0: I feel like I almost have to call this episode something that isn't just the film title because we've talked about the film. Orson Welles and
2: Netflix Orson Welles we, like-
0: Orson Will be back because he's <laughs>
2: <laughs> Orson Welles, man of many hats. Uh,
0: too many hats. <laughs> call it too many hats. <laughs> like too many coats. Too many hats. Nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> People will get it. Um, cool. Thanks, Michael, for coming on again. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Just bloody. You can just come on, whatever. I mean, you pretty much did for this one. You was like, "Can I join?" <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just
2: pointed at myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we knew what was happening.
0: Um, cool. Next week's uh, Christmas. Christmas episode. Well, not next week.
1: The next episode will be the Christmas episode. I guess next Christmas week. Is next week? The, is it the Christmas episode? The next episode? Do you positive over there? I'm now? pretty sure. All right. This doesn't. This. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it yeah should yeah, be Christmas. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, oh. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've said the word yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20th I'm so of December. So surprised, I might have been right. We have zero ideas for Christmas. So we'll figure it out
1: we'll have one idea by the time we're next recording
0: yes guaranteed. oh I did have an idea that I pitched to you yes but I don't know about it we'll think about it <laughs> anyway enjoy your fucking eat your minstrels or whatever it is we say bye, <laughs> bye. enjoy JK Simmons bye. Bye.